Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Brand new I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, where today I will be discussing Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony has been cut. It's official. Carmelo Anthony has been cut by the Houston Rockets. We're talking about the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast cat video that went worldwide viral. And as we head into NFL Week 11, Warren Sapp, the Hall of Famer, Super Bowl winning shit-talking beast is back to break down the realities of Le'Veon Bell's options going forward, why Patrick Mahomes is pissing all over the Rookie of the Year and will win the MVP, and every single thing we know heading into the home winter stretch of the NFL season. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Miles Jordan, yes. Let me get something real nice, something real funky. Listen, we are heading into week 11. Watching football is fun, but it is even more entertaining when you have a little action on the games. Guys, you've heard me talking about this for weeks. But some of you, for some reason, are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy or girl that likes to bet a little and win a lot, especially for the holidays, you can create a parlay bet Pick three teams to win, and if you hit all three, you can turn $100 into $600. Six times your investment. There's so much to bet on college basketball, college football, NBA, NFL, custom prop bets, even sports and politics. You name it. You can bet whether or not. Right now, at mybookie.ag, you can bet whether or not Kanye West will be allowed in the White House 
before the end of 2020. Sign up at mybookie.ag and they will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. Use the promo code Rappaport. Also, make sure you follow them at BetMyBookie on Twitter. At BetMyBookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention and DM. And they've given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers just this football season. Log on to MyBookie right now. Use the promo code Rappaport and get 50% Bonus. You play, you win at my bookie, mybookie.ag. All right. All right. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Professional podcasting at its best, shit-talking extravaganza. If you are new to the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, this is a non-fact-checking, shit-talking extravaganza. We don't fact-check anything. We say what we want to say and let the chips fall as they will. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting. And we're here to take you 15 rounds, 15 deep rounds into podcasting history. So, I just flew back to California. Uh, While I was gone, obviously, there was a terrible, terrible fire um, here in California. Um, The death toll is at 59 people. Um, Legions and legions of people's homes have been destroyed do not be fooled. Uh, regular people, hardworking, working class people have been affected. Malibu is not just filled with celebrities. North Hollywood and the outskirts of uh, where the fire took place um, is not just filled with celebrities. This is a, a disaster. Um, so my thoughts uh, go out to all those people, especially around the holidays. You know, I, I was thinking, you know, people probably have. Thanksgiving plans, people probably have, you know, holiday plans, whether they're coming, going, I'm sure, you know, if you have relatives, they want to come visit you out in sunny California, and none of that's going to happen. All their stuff burnt to the fucking ground. I couldn't imagine. People's animals were killed. Can you imagine if your pet was a cat, dog, gerbil, doesn't matter what the fuck it is. And your house were taken away out of nowhere. Um, So my thoughts uh, continue to go out uh, to those people. Um, I don't know anybody personally who lost their home. But I know a lot of people who, I mean, shit. I don't even know how that works. Fire is a motherfucker. I don't fuck with fire. Um, It's scary. I almost blew my hand off once with a firecracker. Actually, a, uh, uh, what are these things called? A uh, smoker or a jack-o'-lantern or some shit. When I was about 11, 4th of July, I almost, Jason Pierre pulled my fucking self. My hand caught on fire. I had one of those, like, uh, I don't know what the fuck they're called. They, the things, they, 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 the sparklers. Sparklers. I had the fucking sparkler in my hand. Two of them. I lit them, this fucking asshole. Adam Wallace, this prick. He was fucking nuts. If you're out there, Adam Wallace, you were a fucking kook, weirdo. 
um, he lit these uh, these sparklers in my hand, and I and I didn't know. He wasn't doing it to hurt me, but the fucking thing was lighting on my hand. I was like, ah. And Adam Wallace was laughing. I think that's what his name was, Adam Wallace. Anyway, I don't fuck with fire. Once I got burned, you know, it wasn't terrible. And I didn't obviously lose my finger like uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, but I, I learned enough that I don't fuck with fire. I also electrocuted myself once. In my second apartment in California in 1992, I was trying to put a dimmer. Uh, myself, I was I was trying to put a dimmer in my, uh, I think it was my little quote-unquote dining room. It was like where you ate food. It wasn't like a dining room. And, it, you know, I went to the hardware store, and the guy goes, oh, yeah, it's easy. You just undo the thing, and you do this wire. I did what the guy told me in the hardware store, and while I was unconnecting it, and I put the, the screwdriver in there, I literally knocked myself out. Could have been dead. Could have been dead. The podcast would never exist. Uh, nothing would have existed. So it's like 92, 91, 93. I don't remember. I don't fact check. Listen, if you're listening to the Iron Rap Poor Stereo podcast for, for the very first time, and there's a lot of people out there listening, we do not fact check anything. Nothing. Nothing. And I truly believe, you know, I'm watching a lot of the, the sports media, and Stephen A. Smith is my guy. But these guys just make up shit. They'll literally just make up shit. Um, they were discussing this week the Duke team. And Jalen Rose said that Zion Williamson, I think it's Williamson, it's either Williams or Williamson, that fucking beast on Duke, high-flying beast who's probably not even the best player on the Duke team. He was saying that Zion Williams or Williamson uh, wouldn't start on the Michigan Fab Five. Uh, sorry, Jalen Rose. Um, if need be, he would have taken your spot. Zion Williams or Williamson, let's just call him Williams for now, um, is, is going to wind up being a better player than you, Jalen Rose, and you're my guy. So somebody would have been coming off the bench. One of y'all motherfuckers would have been coming off the bench. And it might have been you, Jalen Rose. So talking about he wouldn't have started, yeah, he would have been in your spot, Duke. And I fuck with you. I fuck with your hairline. Jalen Rose has got a, a low-key, underrated, underappreciated hairline. Jay Rose is like 40-something. I mean... He's damn near in that Paul George category. Mean, vicious, low-riding hairline. You know what I mean? Low-rider. That deep dish. You don't ever worry about losing your hair hairline. He's got one of them shits. Fuck with you, Jay Rose. But that being said, that being said, uh, uh, Zion would have started for your team. I know it was C-Web. You and uh, uh, what was my man's name? Big man. I don't fact check. I'm just going off the cuff. Somebody would have been sitting on the bench for this kid. But this whole thing turned into some uh, whack-ass imaginary uh, game that Vegas is making a line on and they're doing all these stats. Who would have won the Duke team that's played four games, I think, or the, the Fab Five? Who cares? 
Who can, play it on uh, uh, 2K. Figure it out. Figure it out. I, I, these philosophical conversations. Who would want in? Who would want in a race? Uh, Dick Stain, Donald Trump, or Abe Lincoln? Who would have won in a fist fight? Marv Albert or Howard Cosell? I don't give a fuck about these philosophical fairy tale conversations. By the way, if it did take place, Howard Cosell was about 6'3. Marv Albert is my guy, but I'm pretty sure that Marv Albert would have gotten his ass kicked by Howard Cosell. I'm just saying. But the reason why I even brought this up, because I digressed there, is that Stephen A. Smith was on uh, the Stephen A. Smith show, and uh, he was talking about how uh, you know good Zion Williams is, and how he's a freak of nature, and he's a beast, and he's this, that, and the other. And he goes, and I've spoken to NBA players who said. Right now, they wouldn't take a charge from him. I talked to NBA players, and they told me that. And I'm thinking to myself, are you making this shit up, Duke? Did you really speak to NBA players about Zion Williams, and did they really say they wouldn't take a charge from him? Did you ask them if they would take a charge from him? Does anybody in the NBA take a charge from anybody? But I'm going to just start making that shit up. Yo, I talked to this player. You know, and no one even asked, who was it? And, and it's not like you have to verify if you even talk to somebody. But that's what these uh, uh, big swinging dick sportscasters are doing. So why can't I? Why can't the, the gringo man dingo just start doing it? Because I have access to real players. They fuck with me. I have phone numbers. We text, we FaceTime, we DM. That's right. I'm going to just start saying, I talked to some NBA players and they told me, and no one questions it. That's what you need to start doing. That's why they start calling me Scoop Rappaport. It's my new name. Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Man Dingo, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting, a.k.a. Scoop Rappaport. So the skinny genification, uh, big deal, big hurrah over nothing story of the last 72 hours was that a couple of days ago, after a miscommunication, Kevin Durant wanted the ball, uh, Draymond Green didn't pass him the ball, uh, Draymond Green wound up slipping and the game went into overtime, the Warriors wind up winning the game in overtime, I think. I think who cares at this point because whether or not a, a team wins or loses is is unimportant in 2018. The drama is the only thing that matters. Who the who the fuck did win that game? I can't even remember because no one even talks about who wins the games now. It's just about uh, what they're wearing and the arguing and the, and the skirmishes and the spitting and did he not spit and did Draymond call KD a bitch and all that stuff then they started arguing in the locker room and then a coach started arguing with Draymond Green in the locker room and then all hell broke loose this is the end of the era in uh, Golden State Warriors uh, people were saying uh, I bet you that Draymond Green is going to be traded before the All-Star break now uh, Kevin Durant is definitely going to leave 
What team is he going to go to? Is he going to go to New York? Is he going to go to the Lakers? Oh, my God. What if he goes to the Lakers? Would he join LeBron James and all this? And Draymond Green has ruined it. And, and maybe Kevin Durant will just leave and be like, fuck you. And then why would they get rid of all this nonsense? And at the end of the day, these guys work together. Have you not ever got into a little, you know, dick swinging, pissing contest with a coworker? This is their job. They're with each other every day. Shoot arounds, practices, bus rides to the arena, planes to the arena, planes to other cities. You're going to bump heads. It doesn't mean the end of the world. We know Draymond Green talks shit. This isn't the first time it happened. The fact that people latch onto it and no one even remembers, including myself, who won the game when the incident happened. And then for literally 72 hours, it's the front story on every single sports show. Endlessly. Finally, last night, the Warriors played against the Houston Rockets. KD played. Draymond played. Steph Curry's out for about 10 games. There's like this, this picture someone took from their cell phone of Draymond and Kevin Durant walking into the arena. And it's like as the world turns. And nobody's watching the games, including me. We have forgotten why we even love basketball, which is the games. No little kids fall in love with basketball because of gossip. No little kids fall in love with basketball, figuring out who's going to go to what team in free agency. The game is what's important. We've all got caught up in the hoopla of discussing where a player is going to go the entire season instead of watching the player play. The NBA fast pass is ruining it. Instagram and Twitter and all the highlights instantaneously is ruining it. I have decided to shut all that shit down and just watch one game a night. Last night, there was a football game on and I think literally 10 NBA games. I'm not one of these people who records games and watches them later. I have to watch it live. I have to watch it live. I'm not going to, you know, watch the the Knicks play Oklahoma City and the Pelicans play Utah and the Lakers play San Antonio, record one game, flip back and forth. I don't do that. What I'm doing this year is I have made a conscious effort to just pick a game and watch the game. If it's a shit game and there's another game on, I'll switch the channel. But I'm not going to switch, 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 switch. Go from the football game to the basketball game to the basketball game. You're going to miss a half. Okay, and if something really good happens, watch the highlights. Go on your phone. You, you, you're never going to miss it. It's like the NBA fandom has become uh, like we're all living in FOMO. I hate that fucking term. But we're all living in FOMO, fear of missing out. There's no way to miss out. Why do we have the fear of missing out? There's absolutely no way to miss out. You got Stephen A. Smith jamming it down our fucking throats, having phantom conversations with imaginary NBA players. You got Skip, you got Shannon, you got 97 basketball podcasts, you got 473 highlight Instagram pages. You're not going to miss out. Sit down, pick a game, and watch the fucking game. Remind yourself what you really like about sports. Don't forget what you really like about the NBA.
Hey, I'm so tired of all the gossip. I literally, I could watch The Real Housewives. You know how I get down with The Real Housewives. I love The Real Housewives. If I want to watch gossip and little, little, little hissy fits, I will watch The Housewives. That's where I get my dose of it. Draymond and KD got into a little thing. Yes, it shouldn't have happened on the bench. It happened. It ain't the end of the world. That team ain't going anywhere. If they stay healthy, they're going to win the championship again. Everybody bumps heads with coworkers. It happens in the Starbucks. You fucked up my latte. Oh, I was making this. These are the people working there, not me. Well, I was supposed to be making the hot chocolate. Well, you're supposed to be making the muffins. Fuck you, fuck you. That's what happened on the bench. KD was supposed to be making the muffins. And Draymond Green thought he should be making the muffins. And then Draymond Green said, no, asshole, you're supposed to be making the hot chocolate. That's all it was. Let's move forward from that shit. I am Rappaport Podcast. So, uh, I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, the last two episodes have been so overwhelmingly popular, and I cannot tell you to the new fans, to the day one podcast, episode number one fans, you have no idea what it means to us. We see it all. All the DMs, all the comments, the good, the bad, the ugly, but I ain't talking about the ugly. I'm talking about all the all the positive It's been so nice. Uh, uh, The last few episodes have just been rocking and rolling. So I appreciate all the day one fans, the Rapper Pack, South Carolina Rapper Pack, Chicago Rapper Pack, Houston Rapper Pack, the New York Rapper Pack, the Australia Rapper Pack, all the Rapper Packs, California Rapper Pack, and all the new fans who just started listening. Um... Can't stop, won't stop, hard-hitting, smash-mouth podcasting. Uh, So one of the things uh, uh, from the Q-Tip, Wu-Tang Clan, Tribe Called Quest, Midnight Marauders, Enter the 36 Chambers episode, uh, Tip, uh, I think he was wrong because I believe he said that the next week Snoop's Doggy Style came out. He misspoke. Q-Tip doesn't fact check. Even the guest on the goddamn I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast don't fact check, and that is a beautiful thing. And I'm not fact checking, so I can't correct the guest. You could just say anything. Um, but Doggy Style, Snoop's long-awaited first record, the 25th anniversary of that is coming up. Um, again, I am going to try my best to pull a rabbit out of my ass. Uh, Doggy Style, that record, uh, such a dope West Coast record, such a big record, so much hype. All the buildup to that record, all the expectations. Of course, Snoop killed the chronic. Uh, he killed Deep Cover when him and, him and Dre put out that song. And it was like, who the fuck is this guy? And it hasn't stopped. This is one of my, one of the most beloved musicians, one of the most beloved artists in American pop culture. He's beyond hip hop. Um, in November of 1993, November 23rd, Snoop's record, Doggy Style, dropped. And we got to figure out a way to celebrate that record. Um, I haven't figured it out yet. 
Uh, but we're going to come up with something. We are going to absolutely come up with something. So I flew in today. Oh, before I get into my flight, old dirty bastard would have been 50 years old this week. Crazy. And Kanye West, kooky Kanye West has announced yet again. He's announced yet again that his record, I don't even know if it had a title, is, is not ready. You ain't ready, Duke. You ain't been ready. You said you were dropping this motherfucking record a month ago. Then you said you were going to go to Africa and finish the record and drop it. And now you're saying you don't know when the fucking record ain't, is coming out. Let me tell you something, Kooky Kanye. Sometimes you just don't have it anymore. Huh? Sometimes you just don't have it anymore. It happens. It happens to boxers. It happens to film directors. It happens to the best of them. Stop talking about the record. Is that, did you make any songs on the record? Is there a record? The record's not coming out. I don't want to hear about this fucking record anymore. I'm sick and tired of these artists. Yo, I'm putting out a record on Tuesday. Yo, pardon me. I'm putting out a record on Saturday. Yo, fuck that. Yo, I'm putting out a record December 1st. Not chill. I'm going to hold it to 2019. Just put the record out. Sometimes you just don't have it anymore. Which brings me to Carmelo Anthony. He's been cut officially by the Houston Rockets. And they did it They did it in a, in a compassionate way. A few days ago, they were going to just cut his ass flat out. And I'm telling you, I guarantee you, Chris Paul went and talked to them. Like, yo, yo, don't do my man dirty. Yo, I know he's a shit teammate. Trust me, I I didn't know he was a shit teammate when I co-signed for him to come. But I know he's a shit teammate now. But just, just do a compassionate kill on my dude, please. Please. So the Rockets issued a statement saying that, I mean, this is some compassionate kill shit. The Rockets issued a statement saying they're releasing him. Uh, they're not giving up his contract, but, but he's no longer on the team. You cut him. That's called being cut. That's called politely. We all know about it. It's not like we don't know about it. Just say we cut that motherfucker. And, and, and my man, Steven Jackson, my man, Stack. I heard him talking about, yo, the league is trying to do him dirty. And, you know, they're trying to just rush him out of the uh, out of the league and all that. And Stack, I love you. Like the big badass motherfucking dude you are. I fuck with you. My man got a new show, got a new YouTube show. He's one of the best in the business. One of the best shit talkers in the business. Steven Jackson, I don't agree with you, my man. You don't see them trying to rush D-Wade out of the league. They're not going to try to rush CP3 out of the league. They're not going to try to ever rush LeBron James out of the league. They didn't try to rush Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce out of the league. If this dude is one of those elite dudes, why would they be trying to rush him out of the league? Yes, they shitted on AI, but we all know AI had personal problems that were covered up. And AI kind of did that to himself. And AI's body broke down. I don't think Carmelo's body is broken down. He's not the guy he used to be. But if, if his mind was right, he could still help a team. His mind ain't right. And I fuck with Carmelo, but his mind ain't right. Listen, where there's smoke, there's fire with all this shit. 
They didn't, do you think that they, they wanted to bring Carmelo in? They could have kept Trevor Ariza. They could have done all kinds of other things. They could have worked to try to get Kyle Korver or who knows, anybody else. As I said on the last podcast, Dan Antonio said, CP3, this fucking guy drove me nuts. He got me fired by the Knicks. I don't like this fucking guy. Is he down to come here and get his mind right? And CP3 said, yes. We were just on the banana boat again in San Tropez. Me, D-Wade, and Bron Bron. And Melo said he's cool. We were eating oysters on the yacht. Lo and behold, he's not cool. They cut his fucking ass. And I don't know what he's going to do. He's only 34 years old. He's got the kind of offensive skill set. He never uh, was Mr. Athletic. He was never high flyer. Yeah, he had a great quick first step, but he's got the offensive skill set that he could be playing deep into his 30s. With that offensive repertoire, he could play the post. He could take you out. He could score points in bunches. We know that. But there's a reason why this fucking guy got cut 10 games into the season. He ain't, they're not, there's not some conspiracy. This ain't Watergate. They're not rushing Dirk Nowinski out of the league. Have you seen that motherfucker run up and down the court lately? He makes me look like Hussein Bolt. Dirk Nowinski looks like shit. They're not rushing him out of the league. They didn't rush Joe Johnson out of the league. There's a reason why nobody wants to fuck with Carmelo Anthony. And it's not money. He's on a minimum salary. He got his big check. There's a reason. So I disagree with anybody who's saying this is some sort of, you know, conspiracy or they're just trying to, you know, get rid of this dude out of... Why are they trying to get rid of him out of the league? It's not like they're like saying, oh, we want to get rid of like on some Colin Kaepernick shit. They're just like, yo, fuck it. He's not good for teams. I mean, where's he going to go? He's not going to the Lakers. They don't need it. They don't need any more drama or potential headaches. If he was going to be a role player, he would have been a role player on the Rockets. He's not going to the the 76ers. They keep talking about them. What's he going to do? Finish his career with the Orlando Magic? No disrespect to the Orlando Magic. What's he going to do? Finish his career? Go to Cleveland? Plenty of disrespect to Cleveland. I don't know what he's going to do. Fucking party's over, Duke. Party's fucking over. I don't know why, but there is some sort of reason why. Now, if I was Stephen A. Smith, I could be the guy. I spoke to players. I was communicating with some players, and they said they're not with that bullshit anymore. I talked to a few NBA players, and they said they are just not with that Carmelo bullshit anymore. I am Rappaport Podcast. So, I assume that most people that listen to the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast follow me on some sort of social media, whether it's Twitter, which I call the Devil's Playground, Instagram, or Facebook. Now, I go to Instagram first, then Twitter, then Facebook. That's just when I'm fucking with my social media. I don't know what uh, Snapchat is for anymore, except for my uh, Conor McGregor Sr. bit. 
that's where I go to Snapchat. Snapchat is is is, is finito. It's done. Um, I think Kylie Jenner buried Snapchat by saying Snapchat was done, and now I'm putting the fucking dirt on it. So Kylie did it first, and then here I am. But if you do follow me on social media, namely Instagram and uh, Twitter. Uh, you see, I make my videos. I talk my shit. I make my videos. Sometimes it's my face. Sometimes I do my Ielloing videos where I scream at people in my Danny Aiello impersonating voice. And then sometimes I do a hybrid where it's uh, me and Danny Aiello. Anyway, I did this video the other day. One of many videos. I never know how this shit's going to work out. I did this video uh, with some cat uh, this cat, uh, uh, I didn't know where it was. Somebody said, Jordan, Jordan Winter of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast production team. He sent me this 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 cat video. It's Wilford the cat, Wilfred the cat, W-I-L-F-R-E-D. It's a ugly, rotten looking cat. And I got the video and I was like, I got I to do something for this. So I did the video. Um, and it's a video that existed, and then I voiceovered the video, and I'm screaming at the cat, and I'm yelling at the cat, and I'm calling him an ugly cocksucker, and I'm scared of the cat, because I'm scared of cats, I don't like them, I just got back to my house in California today, some raggedy, dirty, dusty, black cat with yellow eyes was staring at me in my backyard, there's nothing worse than a black fucking cat with yellow eyes, that's the devil, the devil's in that cat. I don't, I don't know. It's not cute. Oh no, he's stray. He's so sweet. Fuck that black, yellow-eyed, freaky-looking cat. And fuck Wilfred. Fuck Wilfred. I like, I like. I, now this whole thing. Let me, let me stay focused. I did the video. I posted it. And let me tell you something. This fucking video has went world wide viral literally worldwide viral this is the i am rap poor stereo podcast worldwide phenomenon well we make worldwide viral videos millions of people have seen this fucking video miles jordan play the audio tape of the video what the fuck is that what the fuck is that a fucking cat hey don't fucking look at me like that. That's a weird looking fucking cat. Ma! Yo, there's a stray cat outside. I don't want it starting a fight with Lucy. Lucy, it's okay. It's okay, Lucy. Don't worry about it. Ma! Ma, there's a weird fucking stray cat outside. It looks, it looks like grandma, the fucking thing. Hey, get the fuck out of here. I don't even know if that's a fucking cat. Blink, motherfucker. Hey, no, 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 no. Now, obviously, you can't see it. But you could follow me on Instagram. Look it up. Look up Michael Rapport screaming at a cat video. It's all over the fucking place. I got phone calls, emails, UK, Australia, France, all over the United States. I mean, millions and millions and millions of people have seen this video. My mom saw the video, and she asked me about it 
as if she didn't know that it was me bullshitting around. She goes, where was I? I wasn't there. I go, mom, it's not a fucking real video. It's fake. I'm voicing literally my mom and she's not senile. I tricked my own mom. And then people later on in the week came up to my mom and said, did you see this video? And she goes, yeah, it's my son. I, if I knew how to bottle and articulate who, when, why some of these videos go viral, I wouldn't share it with the world. I'd, I'd make the billions of dollars first. Maybe then I'd share it with the world. I, trust me, I have no idea why that video went to so many people and so many people. Uh, uh, like when I was in the airport today, the TSA guy, yo, I saw that video. And I'm like, first of all, do your job, Duke. You're TSA, Duke. Yo, you're, you're on the clock, my man. You're supposed to be checking for uh, bombs and, and all kind of shit. You know, pipe bombs and all kind of shit. You don't know if people are coming here with booger sugar, whatever. The, don't, don't, don't talk to me about the video. I appreciate it, but don't talk to me about the video while you're on the clock, Duke. You're, you're the last line of defense at JFK. Anyway, the, the video is all over the place. Um, and I don't know why some of these videos uh, take off. I don't know why some of them don't. Um, I never uh, expect them to. But this shit is, is nuts with this Wilfred the Cat video. And people... Uh, we got in touch with the owner of the cat, and because some people are like, you're being mean to a cat, and I'm like, it's not a real video, dumb fuck you. That, that's what I say back. It's not a real video, dumb fuck you. Uh, number two, I would never harm an animal. Number three, you know I don't like cats, okay? Number four, it's not a real video, dumb fuck you. Uh, but the people who own the cat, Wilfred, uh, Wilfred the cat, I don't know if it's Wilfred the other ugly cat, look it up. Trust me, it's all over the fucking place. Uh, they're happy with it. And we're looking to possibly make part two. Now, you guys are my fans. This is the fans of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Okay, we have a certain shorthand. I, I, I share uh, a lot. I don't say I share everything, but I share a lot with you guys. This is, I'm speaking to what I hope are friendly fire. You know, we're 36, 37 minutes deep. Deep into another classic podcast. If you're rocking with me right now, we're on the same page. And if you're rocking with me right now, I don't know. I just feel comfortable with you. Because I appreciate uh, all the fans that listen to the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I, I, I really do. Um, if I sound a little slurry and my words don't sound fantastic, it's because I flew today. Flying knocks the shit out of me. As I told you, I had my TSA guy. I got to the airport. It was like, Six in the morning, you know, I got out of uh, New York City before the, the, the snow and the storm or potential snow, potential storm uh, started swooping in and uh, two things happened on the plane. And, and I'm telling you, I share these things. I am disruptive. This is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, a.k.a. the Disruptive Behavior Network. Okay, but when I'm on the plane, I, I try to be, um, you know, just one of the guys on the plane. I don't look for trouble. Now, I know early in the morning, at times, at times, I could have smells. Okay, it's the morning. I have my coffee. A lot of times on the plane, I don't know why, it's like a, a safe haven to fart. We're all grown up here. We could say fart. 
So I've, I've said this plenty of times before. I have my personal spray. And usually the personal spray is not for me. It's for the motherfuckers around me. I have my personal little air freshener. It's a lavender smell. It's nothing uh, offensive. It's just a little light. You know, it's like walking into a flower shop. You're like, oh, that's, that's a nice, pleasant smell. I don't have any weird like sandalwood, patchouli shit. It's like lavender. Okay, because if somebody sitting behind me, sitting beside me, sitting in front of me, you know, smells like shit, farts, it happens. I just, you know, I take it out to Screely. Spray. I also know that sometimes that could happen to me. So I'll, I spray. So lo and behold, my, my little lavender spray, I was having, you know, uh, some uh, movement. And, and it wasn't good. I had like oil base shit smell coming out of me. It was like an oil base. Though. It, wouldn't, it wouldn't go away. So I was like, I'm going to spray. So I, ch-ch. Spray it in the air. I'm like, it, it, it refreshes the air. About 10, 15 minutes later, this is about a half hour into the flight. I, ch-ch-ch. Guy in front of me says, excuse me, would you, would you mind not spraying that anymore? I said, have it your way. And I just lit that motherfucker up the rest of the flight. I'm trying to uh, spare you the oil-based sushi residual sewage in my body the oil-based post sushi and ice cream that i had from the night before is it's it's marinating through my body and it's coming back out in an oil base meaning the smell's not just passing through it's like sticking to the furniture you don't want me to smell now you're just gonna live in my shit duke it's not a problem to me it really ain't a problem to me i was trying to be polite you don't like the smell of fresh lavender? Nah, well, that's your problem. But we made it into uh, Los Angeles an hour and three minutes. An hour and three minutes early. Oh, great. We're going to get off the plane. This is going to be great. Make it there early. Blah, 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 blah. It never works out that way. Oh, we've made it into sunny Los Angeles an hour and three minutes early. Uh, we're just going to line up here on the tarmac, and uh, hopefully we'll be getting you off the plane soon. 15 minutes later, and they come on so loud. Sorry for the delay. It's super fucking loud. Uh, we can't seem to find a da-da-da-da-da to taxi us into the da-da-da-da-da. Uh, we'll get right back to you soon. 35 minutes later, hey, guys. Don't hey, guys, me. This isn't a kindergarten class. This isn't a kindergarten art class. Hey, guys, time to wash up. Don't talk to me that way. Now we're 35 fucking minutes on the ground, in the plane. I smell like shit. I want to get the fuck off this thing. Get there an hour and three minutes early. Wind up getting off the plane 75 minutes later. What's the point of getting there early if you can't get the fuck off the plane when you arrive? I don't understand the math of it. I never worked in an airport. I don't know how the uh, the comings and goings, the strategies of getting people off the plane. But don't tell me proudly that we got there an hour and three minutes early and then you got me sitting on the fucking plane for 75 fucking minutes. I am Rappaport Podcast. All right, enough. Enough, enough complaining. Uh, it's time to give you, the fans, what you want. Uh... Miles Jordan, please give me the sick fuck of the week theme song. 
Yes. Yes, this is the sick fuck of the week theme song. Uh, the sick fuck of the week is an award-winning I Am Rapport stereo podcast segment. It is an award-winning I Am Rapport stereo podcast segment. This is an award that is earned, not given. Earned, not given. It goes to a certain kind of sick fuck with a, uh, as the French say, a, a certain kind of, a, what's the word? A je ne sais quoi. Uh, a certain je ne sais quoi. Um, number one. This is, I think, the third time we've discussed this 87-year-old sick fuck. A lot of people said this guy might be a stick man. No. No, there's a difference between being a stick man and an irresponsible sick fuck. The DNA tests have come back for a Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee, 87-year-old postman. The postman always rings twice, three times, four times, and it turns out 1,300 times. Thousands of DNA samples and testimonies have come back over this guy who's just a regular-looking 87-year-old piece of shit. He has fathered over 1,300, 1,300, 1,300 illegitimate children. A private investigator was hired. The police have been brought into this. 1,300 illegitimate children by one 87-year-old sick fuck. Yo, that is a whole bunch of fucking to be doing. I mean, if he has 1,300 illegitimate kids, those are 1,300 women. What about the ones he didn't get pregnant? I think homeboy, they need to like, do some science tests on him. He's got that good, yo, he got that good sperm. He got that real, true, blue, super duper sperm. Yet, he is still an I Am Rapport Stereo podcast sick fuck in Florida. This guy's been on internet a bunch of times. This dumb sick fuck He's got green hair. He's got tattoos all over his face. His whole grill is tattooed. The whole thing. He's got all kinds of crazy shit on his face. He calls himself the Joker. He talks like this. He's fucking nuts. Definitely on bath salts. The real name is Lawrence Sullivan. You've seen him on Instagram. I think we even had him on uh, the sick fuck of the week before. He literally has the tattoo that Heath Ledger had in the, uh, the Dark Knight. Got all, all over his grill, like the, the fake stitch. He's, this guy's gonzo. Gonzo. Well, this asshole uh, was arrested in Florida. Has to be on bath salts for, for a bunch of charges. He was arrested for a bunch of charges, including walking around with a concealed firearm. Well, now we're, now we're going to see if you're really on that Joker shit. Okay, because it's one thing to be out in the streets. It's another thing to be talking shit on Instagram. Now you're locked down in county jail. Miami-Dade County, where just, I know shit is thick. You got tattoos all over your grill. You're going to come down off the bath salts and the meth, and we're going to see if you're really about it, about it. Because I've seen, I haven't seen all the Batman movies. I don't know all about Batman and the Joker, but one thing 
I've never heard about is the Joker walking around prison with a Wonder Bread bag hanging out his ass. Most likely, this Joker is going to wind up getting the Wonder Bread bag and olive oil treatment. And congratulations, you made it back on the Sick Fuck of the Week segment on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Jennifer Pinkard in Michigan. If you look up Jennifer Pinkard with an E, P-I-C-K-E-R-D, 37 years old, look her up. Lo and behold, like clockwork, she looks like a sick fuck. She was arrested for giving her daughter, her six-week-old daughter, meth, M-E-T-H, when the cops nabbed her, she said the reason why she gave her daughter meth is, and I quote, because she was being fussy. Lock her up. Lock her up. She's being held in Michigan on $2,500 bail. Lock her up. You're unfit to ever, ever, ever be a parent, you sick fuck you. Uh, again, I, I don't mean to pick on Florida. I know uh, uh, you guys are in the middle of a, a recount for senator and I believe governor. Uh, I was sent this. I can't remember who sent me this, but please keep sending them in. Send them all in. A Tallahassee, Florida man was arrested, 62 years old, Robert Tyson. Look him up. Looks like a sick fuck. He was arrested faces two counts of poisoning water with the intent to kill or injure. How did Robert Townsend, the sick fuck, poison the water? He has been accused of putting semen in co-workers' water and blaming it on his exhausting work schedule. I don't understand that excuse. You put semen in your co-workers' water but you're blaming it on being exhausted. Nah, Duke. Nah, Duke. You're going to prison. Uh, probably going to catch that Wonder Bread bag and olive oil treatment. I don't understand the rationale of that. You're exhausted, yet you're skeeting in people's water? Mm, nah. We locking you up until we could, we could get to the bottom of this, Duke. A New Jersey couple. This has been all over the news, and this has been all over the news for like six months now. Uh, we talked about this before, but a New Jersey couple who raised hundreds of thousands of dollars on a GoFundMe account, they said that they met a homeless guy, and the homeless guy uh, told them their story, and that they wanted to help the homeless guy, Mark D'Amico and Katie McClure. They said they met a guy named Johnny Bobbitt. He had been on hard times. He's a former vet, blah, 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 blah. They went on GoFundMe. And then they started bickering, and they raised $400,000, and this, that, and the other thing outside of New Jersey near Philadelphia. Um, you know, meeting Johnny Bobbitt changed our life. We want to do anything we can to help him. Well, investigators came in. There was no Johnny Bobbitt. This whole thing was a scam. The three of them are all going to jail. The, all the money's going back. It was a scam. 
Do not fuck around on GoFundMe. Listen, if you're going to help people GoFundMe, double check it. Because sometimes motherfuckers are trying to pull a fast one on GoFundMe. And these three sick fucks really thought shit was sweet. And their their business got messy. I bet you this will become a movie. I'll bet you this will become some sort of movie starring like Bradley Cooper and like, I don't know. It has the making of a movie. Um, But they got busted and uh, they've been uh, arrested. Charges have been made. Conspiracy, fraud, theft by deception, yada, yada, yada. Plus, you made it to the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Sick fuck of the week. And finally, this one, uh, a lot of requests for this. This is a no-brainer. We're coming into the end of the year. Okay, we are coming into the end of the year. The 2018 coveted sick fuck of the year needs to be announced. And I had, say, maybe 10 or 12 people reach out and tell me, you got to find this one. You got to give this person sick fuck of the week. This was a no-brainer. This is definitely, I mean, man, there's people making a late end of the year push for sick fuck of the year. Uh, I don't know if this is strategic and people are like, yo, if I if I come out with my crazy shit in January, February, March, uh, uh, the gringo mandingo, forget about me. Uh, but the last couple of episodes, there has been some real, real, real sick fucks. And this one, um, a bunch of people reached out to me in New Jersey, New Jeru's. My mom lives in Jersey, in Shamhog Township, a Burlington County woman. And lo and behold, she looks like a a real, a real piece of work. A real, this is a woman who looks like she should be doing professional wrestling. Donna Roberts was charged with animal cruelty. Um, And it got worse. They found 130 dogs in her home living in inhumane and deplorable conditions. Not too bad, right? I guess, you know, she loves dogs and maybe she can't take care of them and, you know, it's better they, than, than them living on the streets. Nah, that wasn't the reason. Even though those dogs were living in filth, they found 44 dogs, dead dogs in her freezers in her house. 44 dead dogs. I mean, think about how nuts you got to be. Think about how nuts you got to be to have 130 dogs in your crib. And then think about how fucking gone you got to be to keep 40. Why do you have 44 dead dogs in your freezer? And they had multiple freezers. She's been arrested. Plenty of the dogs have been uh, rescued. The troopers fainted. They had dizziness. They had nausea based on the conditions. A lot of the dogs are obviously in critical conditions, the ones that are, are, are alive. And this woman is, is locked up. I, I mean, I don't know what the punishment is for a kook like this, a sick fuck like this, but I'm, they, I'm glad they, they, they got her and rescued these dogs. But I'm telling you, look her up. Look up Donna Roberts. You will not be surprised. She will not let you down. She has no eyebrows, and she looks like she should be. She looks like Jack Lambert. Remember Jack Lambert for the Pittsburgh Steelers? That's what this woman looks like. Listen, that's it. There's no more sick fucks, okay? Coming up next, 
the Sapaport with Warren Sapp, Hall of Famer. The guy's won every single award an NFL player could win. Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer, shit-talking vet. We're breaking down the realities of what Le'Veon Bell's chances and opportunities are going forward. Why Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. And who is going to go for the crown in the Super Bowl. And so much more. Every single thing you want to know about NFL. Heading into Warren Sapp's favorite winter part of the season. It's week 11. Coming up next, the Sapaport, Rap and Sap. My man, Warren Sapp, on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. All Buttersoft I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast t-shirts can be found at districtlines.com forward slash I Am Rappaport. Use the promo code CHAMP and you can get 25% off the entire store. Buttersoft t-shirts, hoodies, hats for the fall, winter, and spring. That's districtlines.com forward slash I am Rappaport. The sale ends Tuesday night. Get all your I am Rappaport stereo podcast Buttersoft t-shirts before the sizes are gone at districtlines.com forward slash I am Rappaport. All right, mic check, mic check. Mic check, mic check. One, two, one, two. It's the Sappaport. Oh, that is. <laughs> the Sappaport podcast. On the East Coast, baby. It's in New, New York, York City. We should have did this in the streets of New York. Oh, we should have did it right outside of We should have did it right outside in the streets of New York and had a fucking Columbus slice. Circle. Right there. Columbus Circle. Then we could have went by Quality Meats and had that fried turkey leg they got there. You been there? That's what we should have did. <laughs> See? You know what? We should have had the New Yorkers get to come up and talk to me, ooh, ask you ooh, about- Ooh, we a mic over there. A mic. Next time we do it, it's going to be fucking cold. But listen, we're going to do it. We're going to do it in the cold. We did that. We could have had a no, fucking no, no. slice Say, of pizza. Listen, we're listening. We, we're breaking it down. We'll get Dean to control the other mic because without somebody controlling the other mic, we in fucking trouble. <laughs> People would trip out seeing you in New oh York Oh, my City. God. In the cold? Yeah, we're definitely doing that. Podcasting? We're definitely doing that. And then, you know, they're ready to kill me about the Odell Beckham thing. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you got to say about that, Mr. New York? Well, what, what about it now? I mean, what they, mean, what they, about they, it they now? squeezed out that win. What? That's nothing. I know. They're, it, they're it, still it, tanking for the number one pick. They want to get rid of Eli. Well, they got. They, they have the receiver. There's no get rid of. It's no, just no, no, it's no. over. Listen to me. You tank, you get the number one pick, you then get a quarterback, you get to trade Eli for some old linemen. Listen, you know, I've been loyal to Eli. And, and, no, no, I've been, we love Eli. You know, that's, but, that's but the there was song. a throw we last. There was a throw the other day that was short, and if I was Oda, I would be fucking pissed. I mean, listen, we, we, we've talked about Oda. I'm not with the antics no, or no, any no, of that No, 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 I know, but, but as but a player, he's a very good player. And, and, I'm just not ready to, to don him as great and put him in the hall with the rest no, of us. That, no, that's all I say. I agree. And, and one of the things that he said that is true is like, yo, I want to be able to go over the top sometimes. He yeah. has that ability to do slot shit. Like, he has well, last that ability. Night, last night, he ran by them two boys like they were standing still. And he couldn't ever the, get no, it. No, no, to the fact that the safety had a beat on the ball. And he didn't even think he had a beat on the ball because he knew Odell was running that fast. He was by him. Oh, boy, he So I get why Ooh. he would be frustrated, but I just, I'm not with but, all the antics. But, yeah, the antics either or getting beat up by a, a, a ball catcher. You all know? that shit. All that, all that. The it, hair and all that. It, it, oh. doesn't, it doesn't help anything, and I get it. But I mean, Elevate your team, not yourself. Yeah. That's what I always say. If you elevate your team before self, you'll go a lot further. And it's not like he's like, 
well, we should city lie to put so and so in. No, 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 no. He's like not doing plan any of that. He's not so doing it's like any just that. man the fuck up. Yep. I think he's trying to. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll give him the benefit of the I mean, doubt because he's because he's a good player. No doubt about it. He's, he's a, a very good, player. good, a very good player. And, and and let me ask you something. Somebody like that, um, with a guy like with with a rocket right now, how better does he even become? Like, I mean, to have like a who, who would be a quarterback that like right now you put? No, no, in no, no, no. It's not about the quarterback because it's about that offensive line. And Saquon Barkley becoming the beast that he can become, and now you got a two-headed monster. But don't you be able? To, don't you have no, no, to be no, able no, to no, hit no, him no, in the open? No, 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 no. What you have to a vision is come with me now. The Cowboys when they had Emmitt Smith, right? And that old line's running it. And then you can go to Michael Irvin for the first downs, but then you had to go to Alvin Harper, who has the, the highest yards per catch in the play, postseason. Odell is all that in one. You don't have right. to go. You don't have to go to him for just possession. He is a motherfucker. You can, you can do it all with him. You can do it all with him. And when they solidify that offensive line, it doesn't matter who the hell a quarterback is. I promise you. As we start doing this podcast, Le'Veon Bell uh, announced or the Steelers announced. No, no, no. He didn't show his ass Go up ahead. to work. So, so Le'Veon Bell's not playing football this year. Done. And that's by choice, rules. It's How does it work? And choice and force. Because it was a forced deadline because you have to show up today by 4 o'clock. And by choice, he didn't show up. So now... He reverts back to the same position he was. In what way? At the beginning of this year, but with only one slight difference. Instead of having the franchise tag on him, which costs you two first-round picks, now he's going to have a transition tag on him, which costs you a first, a third, and Pittsburgh still gets the match. So that means what? So Pittsburgh he's never still played football has in Pittsburgh his again. right. Yes, he will. If Pittsburgh decides he's going to play in Pittsburgh, Le'Veon Bell ain't going nowhere. He has... You have no rights like that unless you were on the Reggie White case like Hardy Nickerson and some of the other guys, Reggie White, Hardy Nickerson, some of the other guys back in the day, Seth Joyner. So what do you think is going to happen, though? I mean, really? Le'Veon Bell will be held hostage by the Pittsburgh Steelers until he realizes that he is just an entity in the NFL. I I hear you. I mean, Just a hood ornament. Wow. Just a hood ornament. Running backs come a diamond dozen, two nickels every time. You heard of this guy Penny from the Seahawks? Right. You couldn't pick him out of a bowl of quarters. But he was running that ball Sunday, wasn't he? This happens all the time. This happens all the time. Who has the most yards in the Super Bowl in the first half? Who? Mike Pittman. <laughs> right. That's what I'm telling you. Running backs come a diamond dozen. Who has the most yards in the Super Bowl? Timmy Smith. None of those Hall of Fame, Franco none Harris, Tony Dorsett. No Emmitt Smith who went to three Super Terrell, Bowls in four um, years. None of that. None of that. Walter Payton didn't even score in the Super Bowl. Trust me. So if you're running the Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> well, forget this. You can't get in the mind of Le'Veon Belt. Do you think he's going like, oh, shit? Do you think he thought? I you know what? I don't really think he sat down. And I always tell every player this. Your agent works for you. So you ultimately are making the decisions in which he are going on marching right. orders. That's a that, lot of something that no, I, it no. took me a long time to learn as an actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. The agent works for you, and you give him. I give orders. you ten percent of my I, money. Exactly. I write the check at the end of the year. That's no way in hell you're telling me what to do. It's an important thing to understand. Oh, it's, a, it's the most important thing. You are the corporation. You are the you CEO. You didn't know that when you first came in the league, the right? Hell, I did, and I paid my agent thirty nine hundred, forty one hundred, and forty four hundred my first three years. But did you years. get that in terms of what it meant? In terms of the, he yes. works for you right yes. away. Yes, it took me a long time to get that in my. Business. No, no, I didn't because I was I was groomed by Mike Barrow, Jesse Armstead. 
you know, Darren Williams, they All American, that before you. me, before me. Actors are different. No, because it's, it's, a, it's a doggy, doggy dog world. Yeah. don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> hey, listen, I've been Let me tell you some of these fucking actors. Uh-oh. They're the biggest fucking pain in the ass to get on this podcast. No way. My own fucking SAG brothers, fucking biggest. I'm a SAG brother fucking too. Fucking pain. Yeah, but you're a football guy. <laughs> these fucking prima donna cocksuckers Ooh. are so close to getting. You fu- fuck you. You fuck. There's there's a couple of them that are on my hit list. Big time fucks that I'm there this fucking right close, close giving me the oh yeah oh, yeah fuck you. you call my agent oh no just a, yeah I'll do it now fuck you actors no way yeah I can't believe it I, I really can't believe it. come on my telling you you got the most int- you know what I have they're, to- they're fucking little fucking tap dancers man they're fucking they're, it's they're called the politically correct. Politically correct, but the thing is, is like we're on the podcast. Have you, we never say shit? We're just talking foot. We're talking sports. There's no fact checking here. Nothing. No fucking fact checking. <laughs> um. So Le'Veon, he's in the same position he was at the beginning of this year after he just passed his deadline. He doesn't get any money. He doesn't get a, a crude season. He's right back in the same position. Pittsburgh has all his rights. They can put the transition tag on him. Go roll the dice. Go look for whatever you go look for. But we will be compensated as the Pittsburgh Steelers before you take that black and gold off. Wow. Yes. I told him in 98 it's a slave system. <laughs> it's just hard as hell to get around it. Oh, it's hard. It's, it's a modern day. Hey, listen. Even a well-paid slave is still a slave. When you, when you can't promote yourself, like the kid Penny. Rashard Penny? Yeah, Rashard Penny. Yeah. Ran for 127 yards yet. Could you pick him out of a lineup? No. Exactly. He's not allowed to promote himself. It's only Seahawk in the Shield. There's guys that have played in the National Football League that have 100 sacks, you know, good careers, four, five Pro Bowls. You couldn't pick them out of a lineup. You couldn't mm-hmm. because they wouldn't. When I got in the league and we kept taking our helmets off, they was like, we got to stop this because that's why my face is so recognizable mm-hmm. when I walk places because I took my helmet mm-hmm. off. There was no way you were going to keep that ugly-ass thing on me after I made that sack on third down. You were conscious of that? Yes. You're going to see this pretty face mm-hmm. and that smile that I mm-hmm. got because that's indelible to people that I remember him. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Trust me. No, because even guys like, you know, the other defense are like, you know, in Dominican Sue, we, we know his face because for being in trouble. You know, Darnold, uh, uh, we don't know his face. You wouldn't. You don't you know. I was at the Saints practice last year, and I'm a, I fuck with a lot of the Saints. I couldn't tell who was who because they had their helmets, helmets off. off. That's what I'm telling you. And then a bunch of them got the dreads now, the way they cover their damn names, and you can't see the name, number, nothing. With the helmets on, I'm good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Helmets on, you got the numbers and this and that and whatever, but they take them off. I'm telling you. you we used to do that at the NFL Network. <laughs> we used to take the helmet off and do their mug shots and be like, identify the guys. To give them love. No, to... For the people that were actually doing the the broadcast, to, when they walked oh, into so the, you, when you walked in, you wouldn't know who the hell they were. Oh my god, it was bad. Is a good player, oh, but no, I'm telling you, I have no idea who, 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 who Kareem Rush is. So right, right. Kareem Hunt, Kareem Rush, right. Kyle Williams, none of these guys. You right. couldn't pick them out. I promise you. Right. And we no, used I, to have little things the way you had to identify the so, players. So you to help you hey, and your fans. Oh, it, it just your fans, but you also it's your job. And when you have someone in front of you that you genuinely don't know and you're trying to interview him and you're scrambling through the notes, it's bad. The Steelers, um, hmm. they Five put a up a lot of numbers. Five in a row. Five in a row. Without Le'Veon, this kid Connor's pounding away. Listen, Connor's, I think his offensive lineman said it best. 
This kid run like he's seen death, and he has. This kid had, what was it, uh, leukemia or whatever it is, some kind of cancer or something like that right. at Pitt. Fought through that. There's nothing that's going to stop this kid. It ain't $14 million. It ain't $5 million. It's the next carry, the next Sunday, the next ball I get to touch that drives him. And Le'Veon Bell talking about money? You got the wrong guy in your position right now, cuz. You better go your ass back and see if you can unseat his ass before he gets comfortable. Do you think Le'Veon Bell, uh, I mean, again, I don't mean to like, do you think like to read his Oh, mind, no, 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 no. But do you, do you think he, for, he foresaw this with James no, Conner? not even a little bit. If James Conner uh, didn't exist or James Conner didn't show up and kick ass. It'd be another one. They come a dime a dozen, two nickels every time. Dante Freeman has not played for the Atlanta Falcons, right. and you wouldn't know it. But you don't know who number 25 is. You know mm-hmm. who Coleman is, but you don't know who 25 mm-hmm. is. It's 24, 25, 26 of their running backs. Now Chubb has got himself in, in um, Cleveland mm-hmm. running now. Finally, they got rid of the three-headed monster and put it down to two guys, mm-hmm. him, Chubb, and Duke Johnson. Because Duke can do all. Duke's one of the greatest kids on earth. He's going to be there on time. He's going to learn the offense, know all the blitz checks, know everything. You have to have the right mix of running backs now because the running back don't drive your team. It complements your team. How, how good, uh, how far can the Steelers take things? As far as that defense will carry them. Because they have offense. Oh, no. There's no final offense with that tight end. McDonald done emerged himself in the middle with confidence. Then you got Juju Schuster. Then you got to go deal with A.B. out wide. And then you got to deal with this kid, Connor. And, and fucking then, Ben and then, is just... Oh, no, I, then I was about to say that that monster that stands in the pocket and just throw people off him and drape off of him. And he's in some of the best shape I've seen him in. He's moving well. He's moving well. Because normally, November, he's got a little nagging knee. Or he ain't got none of that. He's got none of that. He's rock solid right now and ready to go. Tennessee beat New England. N- this Listen, is nothing. Man, this is let, just a hiccup. Be- Belichick, let's, let, 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 who are you? We, we call you the greatest coach on earth, and you can't beat your shitty-ass pupils? I mean, it ain't even close. They're beating the hell out of him with a with the three and what, what are the four and five lions or three and six lions? Are and, they using the shit they know against him? No, no. This is what's happening. Belichick plays so much situational football, and so many coaches around the league want his respect that they won't step outside the lines and you know go a little edgy with their play calling or whatever. His assistants will because they know he will. So now that puts Bill at a real disadvantage. Like. How do I handle them? Do, uh, is it the young Vrabel that I had before the Super Bowls? And what is he doing now? And the tendencies don't match up because they know he's going to go play the tendencies. So now you get a game where Brady looks flat-ass uncomfortable in the pocket. Marcus Mariota looks like fucking Joe Montana. And Bill Belichick looks like damn Sam Perkins from the damn Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the mm-hmm. 70s. They're just bad, the early mm-hmm. 80s. Bad, bad. And then he goes sees Patricia. Those are the Lions. The fucking Lions. Yeah, and they stink. Two of their three losses are against two teams that won't be seen dead in the playoffs. So, I mean, for well, me— Well, Tennessee is a playoff team. Let's, let's not—Tennessee was a playoff team. Do you, think, do you think this hinders the—slows down the Patriots? Because I, I don't. I mean, it's like— No, because the AFC East is nothing to slow them down. Did you see the Jet game this week? Yeah. The Jets and the Bucks. It's the type of game that you call your wife the next week if the Jets and the Bucks are playing at 1 o'clock and you say, honey— Let's go to church, and I'm running errands with you. Right. <laughs> right. I'm not paying attention. I'm to not watching none of this because the, what the Bucks and what the Jets did this week, oh, my God, 500 yards of offense and three points. Is Jameis Winston done, done. as a Buccaneer? Done. Is he, is, would he be a good— The franchise is done, too, because they're setting the franchise back 30 years right now. Damn. Yes. 
What a fucking crazy season they've had. Stupid. Do you think Jameis would be somebody like, just, just theoretically, the New York Giants, I don't know the logistics oh, of it. Oh, please give him. Oh, would, would he be a good oh, Giant? Oh, the kid is a good quarterback. You just have to have somebody that's not going to listen to Trump country in Tampa until you got a real Harvard guy. You know, because Florida State like to call themselves the Harvard of the South. So now we have a real Harvard guy here. And with the DeSantis and the, the damn Gillum shit, it's really a black-white thing right now going on. Are you serious? Man, it's a very, uh, there's an undertone to that. All right, if you are staying with Fitzpatrick. You really think no, that no, no, with let all me, the let me, with James listen, with the interceptions? Listen, what? The, game was, the game's gone. And if you're going to pull a plug on him, you pull a plug and you never look back, right? Right. You don't go in a game where your quarterback throws for 400 yards and you go 0 for 5 in the red zone. And then you say, well, I was thinking about going back to Jameis. So what does Fitzpatrick do now? Right. When you got two quarterbacks, you got zero quarterbacks. It's, it's in, unfair you, to and, both and, of them. It's unfair to and both the of team. them. It's unfair to everybody involved. And you fired the defensive coordinator, and the defense played the best they played all year there last and, week. And you think Big Mike Evans is like, what the fuck is going on here? Please, what the hell is going on? Big Mike Evans can't touch the ball and win in the red zone five times? Throw the bitch up in the air and let him go get it. What happened to the Deshaun and Fitz magic thing that we had going? Yeah, right. It's late in the year now. Now it's depending on what do you do well and how well do you do it. And we don't do shit but move the ball in between the damn 20s. You said to me uh, uh, when we first did it, you like cold football. You like winter football. We're, we're a week away. We're here. It's coming. I mean, we're not quite there, we're, we're, but we're, we're almost there. Why? This is where, like, the cream. I don't like cold football. I like miserable football. When you aren't fresh, because September and October is the freshest football. Everybody runs fast. Everybody's this, everybody's that. Right now is what are you? How do you define yourself as a football team? And that's the question I have for Andy Reid. Because Andy Reid is taking his 9-1 Kansas City Chiefs over to the greatest show on grass. You don't need to bring your ass. I got a new one for you. Bring your run game. Bring your run game. Give it to Kareem. What? Give me the fucking ball. That's my fucking fantasy football guy, man. See, I love you fantasy motherfuckers. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the championship. Only the fantasy shit. <laughs> Only the damn belt that will be running around the neighborhood. I love it. I love it. But it matches both ways. Because if your running back is running for the Kansas City Chiefs and he's running for Michael Rappaport's goddamn fantasy flyers or the New York East Side or whatever the hell they call it works for everybody to get better because them fast-ass receivers, they're going to be fast all year long. But if you aren't utilizing the whole package. Why is it? I mean, they're 9-1, so they're doing. No, Andy, Andy's just crazy with it. Andy likes to distribute it and spread it around and do all kind of funky stuff, find a matchup and really exploit it. But what he needs to do is go to his bell cow, and his bell cow is Kareem Hunt. Bell cow is Kareem Hunt. Give it to him. Let him work. Let him go. Let him lean on people and then explode with the fast plays and that little jitterbuggy stuff. Is Mahomes, oh. obviously Mahomes, we don't even need to speak on him. He's, He's the MVP. Of the season? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Fuck the rookie of the year. That's, that's small He's potatoes. If he keeps going, he's MVP. Wrap, wrap it all up and hand it to him and let's see. If I didn't he, even think about let's that. Go, let's, go, let's go see how he plays in the playoffs because he's getting a bye and you're going into Kansas City after playing a, a wild card game. I'd like to see you get that one done. Holy shit. Andy Reid's got a week off. He's got one week and he's sitting maybe in the AFC championship game in his own house. <laughs> in one of the loudest fucking places on Is earth. that a loud arena? Ooh, stadium, whatever it, it is. will rip your... All right, Elhead was built in what, the 60s? Uh -huh. 
it took them to build a quest field that's designed to be a certain way by God, bless his soul, Paul Allen and company, because they, they understand what a loud stadium will do for you. Kansas City still came back and broke their decibel record. Right, with that old concrete. Oh, old concrete and a bunch of look it up Missourians. We'll show you. It's the show me state. We'll show you. How good is that team? Like, like what's going to need to stop the Chiefs? Andy Reid, two minutes, a challenge, or some kind of time management. Those have been Andy Reid's Achilles heels in the playoffs his whole career. And the way you remedy that is Kareem Hunt. <laughs> They don't, review, they don't review a lot of plays when you're running that bitch down their throat. They don't review I a lot agree. of plays. I it's agree. the easiest thing in the world to do a turn on head, and he doesn't have the wear and tear on him. Right. So why the hell wouldn't you use him? Feed that man. Hey, we're going to keep yelling at Andy Reid. Andy Reid going to get the message. What, uh, what did you think of, I mean, it's fucked up. I know as a player, no matter what you think of any players, well, somebody, somebody going hurt, Dez. Listen. That sucks. What I saw from the team said how much he meant to him just those two days that he was there. How much he infected him and ran through his team. That's what I was trying to tell people in the beginning. If you've ever been around Dez, he can help your football team. Now, what he does off the field with his mom and what, you know. what? some of the still going? I don't know, but it has to be something. Because we haven't seen him flunk a drug test. We haven't seen him in PEDs, any of that, right? Or have I missed something? No, no, no. Nothing. It's just Jerry Jones and his behind the scenes talking, right? So what's the what's the what? I watched the Saints practice with this man for two days. Every player that scored, put the X up. To a guy that's not gonna be on your team right. that didn't even get a check from your organization. Did he not is he didn't get a check. He wasn't on week one roster. He'd have had to play that Sunday and get his check so on Tuesday. So he didn't even get paid? Didn't even get He's a check. He's not getting paid? He didn't get a check. No, he was just signing up that week. That was finna be his first oh, check when he Yeah. Shit. That's the new NFL. That's why when they didn't sign Brandon, well, Brandon Marshall was with Now the, they just signed Now this is the funny part for me. You know Brandon Marshall's never been to a playoff game? Yes. We're talking about Brandon Marshall the receiver by the yeah. way. Yes, I know Brandon Marshall never been to a fucking playoff game. So that means his team has never made the playoffs. Right. And Brandon Marshall's one of those receivers that was bragging about how many thousand yard seasons he had in a row, right? Do the Saints look like they need receivers? Why are they bringing in? They, I, I, they brought the in Dez. Choice. They brought in the second choice. But now. they, but they obviously the think second choice. I don't know. Maybe Sean Payton has some up the masterminds offensive it scheme. It has to be something because oh, no, he, head, he has something in his mind that he wants to run a certain play and he needs a certain type of receiver to do it for a certain game or a certain situation, or a certain situation right? or late in the year. Maybe with the Rams, you needed a shootout. Now I need four wides to put them in a situation to where I'm gonna go after that. That cornerback, you see what I'm saying? And, That's and what Sean Payton does. He looks for matchups. Something. Oh, he looks for matchups. Yeah, he looked for a matchup down the road, and this will be the guy that'll aid me with that. But this is your second choice. Right. And it's a guy that's never been to the postseason. Right. I just find that to be a little odd, don't you? I, I trust me. <laughs> I'm I'm a B Marshall fan, and I know what you mean. I mean, talk about a guy who was fucking close to being out of the league. That People forget, and I'm happy he turned his shit around. No, 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 no. Did a good job when he sought help and did a wonderful job. Got his, got his family life in order. he was wild you tip, for the night. You tip, you tip your hat to a yes. young man like that that turned it around and got, but there's something that's wrong. Mm -hmm. And we know there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. Your past don't equal your future, but mm -hmm. it gives me great indication of what I just might get. So mm -hmm. I'm a little worried about that transaction because I don't see that team needing it. With I Michael think he'll Thomas come in there. I think he'll come in there. We'll see. Yeah. I, 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 why, why, why did he get out of Seattle in the beginning of the year? Did he? Did He He was in Seattle. I know he was year. in Seattle, but did he? What happened? Did they cut him or he left? What happened? Fuck, 
I don't fucking know. They're, they're doing well. After he left. It's like, you it know. It wasn't well in the beginning <laughs> of the year. Right. No, I know. They, it, you know, it's similar. Uh, uh, you, I'd love to hear your take on this because you, you follow ball and we always talk football. I mean, by the time this podcast airs, who the fuck knows if it would be oh, cut? No. You know, Carmelo. Listen, we all got the great Carmelo Anthony in 2003, him and McNamara in Syracuse. Oh, Put him on. What? Dog, that's when he went on the scene. That's when he said, hello, world. I am Carmelo Anthony. I am here, and I'm going to be here for a while. Now what he has to do is take one of the seven deadly sins, which is pride, and throw it the fuck away. How hard is that? Like, listen, football's a different sport. You no, don't no, play, no, 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 no. When no, it's no, over, no, it's no, over. No, no, you no, can't no, no. When you're on. an alpha male, you're an alpha male, and you want it some more. But, 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 like, guys, like, I mean, I don't understand with Melo. It's like you went to OKC. That didn't work. Uh-huh. You went to Houston. Now, I don't know these dudes' relationships. I don't know how motherfuckers get down, but obviously him and CP3, they're, they, they've known each other. They've been on vacation. They're not just like, they didn't just- Like a random guy. Like these I motherfuckers just saw have been on multiple yeah. vacations, so they have to be friends. Hello. So you know- Something ain't right. You know Dan and Tony was like, yo, you know it didn't work out for us in New York. Like, you know me and Melo don't- he, he said, CP, I'm asking you, is he ready to come here and do that? And CP had to call Melo and be like, yo, blah, blah, blah. And Melo said, yeah, yeah. blah. And then 10 that's days. Why, is- that's why he has to take one of the seven deadly sins, pride, and throw it the fuck away. Because. They're going to get rid of him out of the NBA. That, throw it away. Because pride is one of the seven deadly sins. And he's not broken down. Like, not even a little bit. He's never broke, but he's never broke. But he's never no, but he's never broken himself down to say, "How can I now be the best teammate for this team?" Because this shooter score that I've been all these years don't fit teams anymore. And also, like, how much score? Like, we know you could score. That's going to get you in the Hall of Fame. Dude, Vince Carter shit, and and and, man, I I mean, so many players have done it. Do the Paul Pierce shit. Take your pride. The Ray Allen shit. Take your pride and throw it away. I don't get it. The Gary Payton shit. The, 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 so the many people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he could still average fifteen to twenty on the. Scotty right. Pippen is called one of the top fifty players with fifteen six and six numbers. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but you have to win championships behind it. So now you go find a team, you drop your pride, and you go play like a damn man, and he, you contribute. He, I don't see who's going to take I, him. Nobody, because he's not going to do it. Uh, the Lakers are going to be like. Forget about it. They got enough fucking problems. Listen, LeBron James said he he cracked last week. He just didn't tell us about it. <laughs> That's all that is. I cracked, and the wife and kids had to keep me from getting on my Twitter or whatever it was to tell the world. He cracked. He cracked. They broke him. L.A. will break you, though. It's La La Land. If you ain't ready for it, it ain't for everybody. No, it ain't for everybody. It ain't for, it's like Miami. It ain't for everybody. Todd Bowles. Oh. They, they fired fucking Hugh Jackson. <laughs> they fired his ass. Yeah, they fired Hugh Jackson because Hugh Jackson hired an offensive coordinator that wasn't going to help him with his team. He hired a guy that was the exact opposite but the exact clone of him. That's how Ty Haley became his job through offensive coordinator. That's how Hugh Jackson became what he was through offensive coordinator. For some reason, I don't even know how these two hooked up. I have no clue of it. And now you see Hugh gets fired and Marvin Lewis picks him up to be his special assistant, because now Marvin has to go call defense, so he needs somebody to watch in the head coaching thing. See? That makes sense that Marvin hires Hugh. 
Oh yeah, completely. Why, why, why hadn't Haley gotten a pickup job? Yeah, Marvin, he's a man. He got a fucking job too. Oh no, he's finna go. He's got to go back to what made him a head coach, and that's defensive coordinating. I got you. See it? So he's like, yo. That's what I'm telling you. You never hire somebody that's gonna get in the way of how you got the job you got. Fire his ass and get back on your job. That's what Marvin Lewis did. And so Todd Bowles. I mean, here, oh. here we just. I mean, he's in the wrong city. Wrong city, wrong situation, no weapons. He's dead as a doorknob. They traded all his defensive guys away and gave him Adams in the backfield who said, I'll die for this shit. (laughs) (laughs) He don't give a fuck, right? (laughs) Players like that, I don't want around me, man. Because if you'll die for this shit, that means not too many things in life mean something to you. But but that's not a good sign, though? Not even a little bit. It's too much. His dad was 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 an NFL player. What kind of life could he have led the way you finna die? Right, right. It's too much. That's beyond commitment. That's that's, that's stupidity. That ain't even something that grown, rational men even come across. I'll die for this shit. How sick. They they won. They beat the, I watched the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles versus the Cowboys, and I'm watching it. And Sap, you know, it had my, my fantasy implications, but I'm watching these teams, and I'm like, this is like, to me, as a Giants fan, it's like watching somebody stir vomit. I can't stand either one of those. Or scratch a chalkboard. Just, <laughs> it's just, they both make me sick. There's like... You know, they're always like, the Cowboys, are they alive? Are they dead? Dak, this, that. I'm like, they're America's team because they (laughs) called themselves America's team. The rest of America doesn't consider them America's team. Just the people in Texas and Dallas consider them. I don't consider them America's team. I don't consider them. They're a little delusional in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. They're not my fucking team. I'm a fucking American. We're watching MSNBC as we podcast. Don't fucking put that shit on me. Don't put it on us. Ain't a fucking America's team. Ain't America's team. I'd rather accept the Patriots right now as America's team. At least they got enough championships. Exactly. About the same, though. Same, same, five and five. It, so so what we're going to do is we're going to do this because the Dallas Cowboys won their first road game last night, and the Philadelphia Eagles are learning what I learned in 2003. Which is? After you win a Super Bowl, every swinging dick that comes through the door will be platinum, and they are measuring themselves against you. No matter how you feel today, what you look like, what you think like, you whatever. You can't breathe. Oh, I am measuring myself against you play in and play out. And the Eagles are finding out what that's like to be the hunted and not the hunter. And that's why when you go back to the Patriots who you're just like, you can't nothing you can't give them nothing but respect you however got to. They- how they how they handle it. They handle it in such a professional manner and they attack it. Most teams win the Super Bowl like we did and then go seven year and nine. After fucking year, year, after year, year after year after year. We win it. We lose it. We win we it. We don't even go to the playoffs. We keep coming. It's like. <laughs> don't they, even get in the tournament the next they year. They just fucking, they, they just plow through. Hey, man. We'll some. never see that again. Uh, you know, I got to say, as much as I can't stand those motherfuckers, from the bottom of my heart, when, when this greatness is gone, oh, as we're a gonna fan. Oh, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. What will I have to hate? Yeah. That's exactly whether what it you love is. them because, or hate because, them because it's 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 it's, it's just a it's a pitch in the new and it's every thirty seconds we got something new to hate. But them them no. some bitches have been there for ten. You can 12, live so, in the hate. Oh no, you can live in you, you can, can live in the Belichick. Everything. You can go all the way back to two thousand one and the tapes they destroyed and the shit. Is it, is it, I mean, this started in ninety eight or some shit. Like when did this start with this fucking guy? Ninety eight, two thousand one. Two thousand one. The Patriots. Two thousand. Because I played them week one and the week two. Your Jets, Mo Lewis. Damn near killed Bledsoe. Right. Cracked it, broke his sternum up, and Tom Started Brady this bullshit. In. Started the bullshit. We blaming Mo Lewis. Yeah. Where the fuck is Mo? Where the fuck is Mo Lewis? 
We blame it more. We looking for five seven. Put an APB <laughs> out on number fifty seven. Mo Lewis. Um. All right. I'm gonna ask you about a few games this week. Uh huh. Um, oh, we got some good ones. Yeah. yeah. What's the one that you're most hyped about? I mean, the the, the nine and one and nine and one on Monday night, but the six and three, six and three game. Looking there, so six and three, six yeah. and three game with uh of uh, the Bears. No, the um. It's a Bears game. It's Bears. Somebody got the Bears. Well, the too. Bears and the Saints. Bear, yeah, Bears and Saints. Yeah, I won't see that one there because for some reason this Trubisky kid is playing like uh, uh, you can't touch this. Like where I throw it or, or if I get to tuck it and take off. This kid's got some wheels on him. And Khalil Mack and them boys over there, they've always played defense in Chicago. I mean, when Peanut was up there punching out balls and all that shit, I want to see the Chicago Bears team play. They they going down to New Orleans, so you're going to need to pack your ass and your checks and everything because the offense won't be able to hear. Explain this to me in, in as basic terms as you can. Sean Payton. Like, oh. when you – you know, like, I love when you post clips on your Instagram of you – breaking down the film. Um, what is it about Sean Payton that makes him a great coach? Is Sean Payton a great coach? Sean Payton is absolutely a great coach. What 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 is it? I mean, it, it's hard because if you didn't play for him, but you covered the game, you watch his teams year after year after year, they, they, they keep integrity about them. What is it about him? I think it's his drive and his ability to pay attention to detail. Because when you're calling plays like that – You've seen that um, that interview in 60 Minutes with McVay, right? Yes. Sean Payton's like that. Right. Because Marshall Falk had him at San Diego State as his running back coach. So I've had some real insight to him on some, you know, like a personal level with some people that I've known a very, very long time and actually hung out with him a couple times and, you know, had a couple of drinks and talk. He's a football monster. Him, Gruden, McVay, Jamie Bates, they, they eat it. They eat it. They absorb it. It flows through their they, they core, through their pores. And when it flows through someone's pores like that, they leave no stone unturned. I got you. You will never, ever get me in a situation where you'll show me that blitz and I didn't see it coming. You love it. Oh, it's the ultimate chess match because I don't want to play that chess match. Drop seven and I'll handle the goddamn. Ball. But but when you're watching a good game, still oh, you like, like that money, like, like that game with the Giants. That Monday night game was good. You get elation from the shit. Oh, man, I get goosebumps when they play the national anthem because, shit, a quarterback's supposed to drop after that. Like the great Al Davis said, in the first five to ten plays of a football game, the opposing quarterback must go down, and he must go down hard. That's, <laughs> that's what he would say? That's Al Davis, Davis' greatest quote. In the first five to ten plays, the opposing quarterback must go down, and he must go down hard. That's you cut the fucking head cut off. The, right now, you must intimidate the head coach, the offensive coordinator, the O-line coach, those are the three people that allow you to keep hunting the quarterback or they turn it off. The Mexico City game, the, no, the, the no, Los no, Angeles right, Rams. Right, I'm having an issue with the National Football League. Last night we watched the Giants in the San Francisco and pray to everybody out in California with the fires because that's just horrible and everything that's going on. And Dick staying up there with that bullshit, he talking about the forestry. And all. Ah, God. I mean, come oh, on, man. Come on, stop it. I mean, they can you believe that in, shit? They played in unhealthy air. And now we're going to travel to Mexico City and somebody's going to tell me they're from East St. Louis and they're going to drink the water. You know this, right? <laughs> <laughs> you mean no, that, one of the players? No, no, that, that, listen, that, this, this is what Leon led or somebody said at the Cowboys where the Cowboys used to go down there. Man, I'm from East St. Louis. Some of the worst water on earth and drank the water. Oh, my God. Just Montezuma's revenge. We're, we're heading into, into the waters. Now, uh -oh. there's going to be some injuries, unfortunately. There's going to be some variables. As of right now, Warren Sapp, 
As of right now, and I have to go back to listen to the first time you came on, but as of right now, every single you, thing I you, you know. I tell you, I tell you to wait after Thanksgiving. I'm in November. I'm close enough now. I'll give you one. Okay. Saints Chiefs. That's it. Saints Chiefs. That's what's. That's the way it's. It's looking. Based on everything we know right this moment. Right now, if they had to play it and they had to see them, that would be the one seed in both places. And I'd love to see you go to New Orleans. Shit. <laughs> That's two of the roughest places on earth to play a football game, young my man. I promise you. That whatever they do down there and that that bayou, when that sun go down, man, in Kansas City, I'm telling you, it'll rattle your bones. And it's gonna be a cold coming through there. My daughter's out in Columbia right now. She's like, Dad, this, 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 I, I, this is the worst cold I've ever felt before in my life. And it ain't even dropped. This is just the first taste of it. Man, that's 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 a wicked place to play football in Arrowhead. Wicked. And All right. so is the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Oh. That's a nice spot. It can get real electric real fast, boy. You remember when Gleason blocked that punt and all hell broke loose? That was a great football moment. Great football moment for the whole world. Right. Boy, after Hurricane Katrina and right. everything, just and the place was rocking. The TV was shaking. I right. remember looking at it. I'm like, holy shit. But then I went, yeah, that's New Orleans. That's what they do. When they when they team is on, they on. And when they team is not, they put bags over their heads. So they mean it both right, ways. Right, the ain't. They mean it both ways, I buddy. fuck with the ain't. <laughs> I fucks with them, too. All right. Who uh, Finally, your state, Florida, is in the middle of a recount. <laughs> This is your you're 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 the spokesman for for all things Florida. Damn. You know the wackiness, the weirdness, the eccentricity of Florida. Yeah, we have men sleeping with alligators and stuff. All that on the regular. <laughs> it's not like every now and then. It's like that's like a on the regular hey, thing. Hey man, it, it is what it is. It's Florida, baby. We we are like that. But the one thing I want to tell the world, we are five states in one. And if you go to any of our metropolitan cities, Tallahassee Jacksonville, Orlando, Tampa, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. It's blue as you want to get. Mm. But if you scurry your ass outside of I-95 and get a little bit in the northwest corners and get out there in them Everglades and, you know, where them dirt roads at, hey, baby, this Florida. Florida. Right. That real shit that you hear about. Hey, that, you know, what am I going to do when no one's around but my sister? That type of shit. <laughs> Why is there so many badass motherfucking athletes, particularly football players, that come out of that state? Out of 365 days, we get 300 sunshine. Y'all get fucking fall and autumn. What the fuck is that? You guys are outdoors. Fuck is fall and autumn. Right. Like now, look cool weather like this. Really not really cold in New York. You can go out and play basketball all day long. Right. It was 81 when I... No, the water was 81 when I left the other day. Right. The water was 81. So just imagine what the air is. So it just... We have a lot of muck fields and orange groves. And they the cold came through in 89 and killed them. So we had to turn them into you know, wide open fields. And we running them. It's part of the culture, though. Football is like the sport. That's that's how we're going to get out. That's how that's how out. Ain't no basketball. We're not, we're not a basketball state unless you want to talk to Vince Carter. Right. You know, Vince Sanity, you know, Dale Dawkins and a couple of other people like that. I mean, you got like some. You know, yeah, some we got ball, a couple. But, yeah. but the football is it. No, football is our thing. Football is our thing. And that's that's what we live and breathe because it was a Florida-Georgia All-Star game every year. Right. And we took pride in that. I mean, and then once we passed. And the college football and the whole thing. Oh, I mean, we used to have enough championships. That's what it is. I mean, when you got the Florida, Florida State, Miami, 
and then FIU, FAU, and you know USF coming along. Right, you know, playing good, pretty, pretty good football. It's a great, great state for football. All right, another Sappaport. Oh Lord. Podcast Route ninety nine mashup. You know what? I just I just want to thank you for the the flavor that you do when you do what you do, especially with the vote. Because I I you know I I almost became discouraged because sometimes Florida would discourage you. I mean, flat foot discourage you. <laughs> I mean, it will discourage you. Right. So I, I want to thank you for getting me my shit back in shape because I'm like, you know what? This is what we have to do. We got to do it. We got to. We have to. I mean, shit, we, we got to do it. And, and listen, hopefully Florida, will, this recount will work. I mean, no, 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 no. That was a big no, thing no, for no, the country. No, no. I, have to tell you, I have to tell you this. That ballot was fucked because... The first column was nothing but instruction, instruction, instruction. When I got about halfway through the instruction, I'm like, what the hell? I know how to bubble a damn thing. It's a Scantron. And I went right over, and there was Gillum right there, and I bubbled that one in. And I came down, and I got to the bottom, and I looked up, and I said, I said, wait a minute, where's Bill Nelson? Right. So I went to looking, and I'm like, oh, shit, it's over here in the corner. They don't make it easy, man. No. It was one of the damn things that the people told them when they did the recount and the fuck up the first time yeah. in Florida, what not to do. Just make it. And they went and did it again. Put the, put the main one. They went and did it again. Uh, you know, it's the same. It, it, yo, in, in L.A., it was the same shit, man. I was like, I went in there. No, with no. The- how about North Dakota when they told the damn in, the, the Native Americans that now they needed a street address? I was just driving in Key West, went down to Big Pine to go fishing with my man over at Tighten Up Charters. Made a made a right on the street. The shit said no name street. I said, "What the hell?" Right. How do they register to vote? Right. <laughs> well, I'm 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 hoping we put it no name street and just get a tiki's fucking numbers one right. two three four. And we all live on no name road. That shit, man. No name road. I'm rooting for Florida to pull us out. That hey would be man, a big hey, fucking listen. deal if they did that. That would bring a lot of hope back can in this you, country. Can you help me out with something because I was a little despondent by this. Cause I watch, uh, uh, the, you know, the, the orangutan, the walking orangutan, walk away with a hundred and six million dollars of inauguration money after he fired Chris Christie and told him, "Get the hell out of here! You're spending my money." This is documented. Gillum went down on some Hamilton tickets, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, what the fuck is that? And why did he even want to go see Hamilton anyway? That's what he. That's the first question. Why are you wasting your time, man? Get some sleep. Watch some Netflix. Watch a fucking game. Watch a replay of a game. Jack off. Do something. Fucking I mean, Hamilton tickets. Hell, Hamilton. We got Hamilton tickets. Hamilton tickets. You let that shit. I mean, listen. Twenty-seven years of a life. Hamilton tickets. Hamilton fuck, tickets. Fucking seventeen hundred dollar ticket. Well, about seven grand, I guess. And shit. Can All we, right. Can we go to Hamilton? Yeah, I, I'm not going in that fucking theater sitting no, in that shit, man. I've never seen it. At least they got they got some rap in there. Yeah, fuck that rap, shit, right? Sap, no? man. I'm not. It ain't. It, 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 listen. You know, we, we we like that funky shit. You gave me the boombox, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. It ain't the kind of rap we want. It'll be good for about 15 minutes, and then I'm going to be like, oh. Okay, all right, all right. For me, right. that's just All right, my- all right. Okay, no, 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 I got you. I feel you. That, that's the type of shit I'm doing, too. But it's kind of like a, you know, I was going to college as a history student. That's what kind of my thing is. They don't learn shit. You might go see it, but I, you could- No, not at them goddamn prices. Yeah. Shh. And it costs you a governorship? Yeah, fuck all that, man. I am Rapport. I am Sapport. Group 99 Podcast. Boom. I told you it was going to be good. I did not lie. Listen, I tell you once, I'll tell you a million times. Listen, I don't fuck the fans. We do not fuck the fans. If you guys meet uh, and you want to, uh, you know, do your thing, you want to fuck each other, that's fine. That's fine. But me, the 
Jake Lamont of podcasting. Scoop Rappaport, the gringo man thinker. I will never fuck. I will never fuck the fans. Okay? I want to thank my man Warren Sapp for breaking it down fantastically once again. You know where to find us. At Michael Rappaport. Instagram. Twitter. Send the DMs. Send the things you like. Send the things you don't like. We see it. We hear it all. Miles, Jordan, take us out of here with something real nice. Something real proper. Oh yeah. Something real funky.